Welcome to Nerd Critic, a podcast about movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. I am CJ, your resident nerd. And I am Jordan, your resident critic. This is an off-the-shelf episode, and today we are talking about Whiplash. CJ, remind us in just just a couple of sentences why this is on your top (sighs) ten. Okay, you... You said a couple. Can I use four sentences? Is that is no, that allowed? No, no, that, that breaches. That <laughs> breaches into. Uh, oh, fine. I'll just I'll just claim a comma, and it's one run-on sentence. All right. <laughs> okay, you win. Here you win. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, one, there is a sense of rhythm in both the narrative and the subject matter. Two, okay. it makes me think hard about what I am willing to fight for, and what I want. Uh, three, it makes me reconsider the concept of a villain. And then four, I think the end sequence is one of the most brilliant moments in filmmaking history. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Okay. So why are we talking about Whiplash today of all days? Uh, One, (laughs) partially we want to. Uh, two, <laughs> that's, um, that's at least part of it. There is a listener who I believe listens to every episode and he has a lot to say and I love him dearly because he is my brother and is one of like, there are a few people that believe in me and support me as much as him. And he loves the movie whiplash and has asked us to cover it. And so here we are. Well, I love that. I love that explanation. Yeah. I think that's all the reason we could possibly need yeah. to and discuss you, it today. Yeah, and I don't think you actually knew that, but that that is that is a true fact. I did not know that, oh. and now I do know that, and I feel like a better man for knowing that. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. as promised, some spoiler-free uh, stuff about this movie, shall we? We shall. Dive in. Yes. Uh, I want to start it. (laughs) You go for it, man. (laughs) This is on your top 10. You earned it. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing that I want to say, if you haven't seen this movie is that JK Simmons won an Oscar for best supporting actor and it is 100% deserved. If, if you, if you want, if you want to see incredible acting to the point of like, well, because he's he's kind of kind of the villain, so it's like spine tingling good. Uh, watch Whiplash. It is, I think, one of the most jaw breakingly good performances I've ever seen. Yeah, it is just it will knock you down so hard you won't even be able to remember your own name. It's so good and so powerful and so jarring that performance just. It like messed me up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, it was really it was really amazing. I, I do want to read um there was uh, I I found this kind of story about J.K. Simmons and the director Damien Chazelle, uh, who is awesome. I'm really excited about uh, what he's going to move forward doing. He did La La Land for those that don't know. Um anyway, I wrote I read this uh, about their relationship. Early on, Chazelle gave J.K. Simmons direction that, quote, I want you to take it past what you think the normal limit would be. 
I don't want to see a human being on screen anymore. I want to see a monster, a gargoyle, an animal. End quote. Many of the band members were real musicians or music students, and Chazelle tried to capture their expressions of fear and anxiety when they were uh, pressed by Simmons. Chazelle said that between takes, Simmons was, quote, as sweet as can be, which credits (laughs) for keeping the shoot from being nightmarish. Oh, man. Isn't that great? That's so great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've got, like, chills. Yeah, that Ugh. that direction. I, I mean, I, credit to both Chazelle and Simmons, their ability yes. to craft and create this monster character that is just so overwhelming and intimidating that he just fills up the screen with a feeling you don't like, but you can't yeah. leave. Ugh, oh, my gosh. It's great. That's amazing. I, you know, I, I'm embarrassed that at the top of the episode, I, I failed to mention that Damien Giselle had made this movie because Damien Giselle is potentially one of the most talented new filmmakers working right now. Just like stunningly good. The, the, this guy's resume is stupid. Like it's stupid. Yeah. I know that nobody, nobody paid attention to first man, but I hold to the fact that it was one of the best movies that came out that year. Yeah. And then La La Land, Almost won Best Picture and <laughs> came as and close Whiplash. as any any yeah any picture movie has ever, ever come without actually winning. <laughs> um, and so I mean this guy this guy is just a just a knockdown drag out genius. The yeah. guy just I don't know I don't know how anybody makes movies like this guy does. And he wrote it too. Yeah, that's the thing that really is upsetting to me. He didn't just direct this movie. He wrote it. What's and like y- yeah? What's really cool about it is that he um <laughs> he said so he had La La Land. He wanted to do La La Land, and he's he's quoted as um he said that he wrote Whiplash out of frustration. Like he was feeling the angry, frustrated feeling of not being able to make La La Land. So he he tackled a different strict script and it was whiplash and uh he actually got uh some funding to make a an 18 page 15 minute version of it and so he did and it went into sundance and then after sundance everyone was blown away that he got full funding for it and he came out with this movie the full feature put it again in sundance and then that that same year it got nominated for best picture it's fantastic i love that so much um so back to what you were saying, as far as a spoiler-free kind of summary of this, of, of what's amazing about this movie, um, this is, I mean, it's not, it's not to spoil anything to say that it's about a teacher and a student. Um, J.K. Simmons, Simmons plays the teacher and uh, Miles Teller plays the student. Miles Teller, by the way, prove, proving that he is a deeply, deeply talented actor. Oh. Um, but that this is, I think, the most outrageous and ha- haunting portrayals of a t- teacher-student relationship that I have ever seen. I think that probably exists in the world. Um, it is uh, hard to watch, gripping to the point of pain. Yeah. And, oh man. Um, and and unforgettable. Um, it is. Uh, and and it has lots of very very challenging things to say, which we will discuss after we have spoiled some things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a very cool movie. Also, easily, no question, the best drumming movie ever made. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if if you like drums, you need to see this movie. If yeah. you haven't, it's dumb if you don't. <laughs> yeah. And what's and and what adds to the the joy of the drumming movie is that Miles Teller is actually playing the drums. 
he's ridiculous. He's an he's an actual (laughs) he's an actual drummer, and he was actually playing playing the drums. And so I'm gonna go ahead and refuse to believe that. If that's (laughs) all right with you, that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, I want to instead point out that the narrative. uh, I love the writing of this movie so much. Um, So. There are different degrees of suspenseful and tense uh, narrative storytelling um, where you really just root a character in strong motivation and then push them through an incredibly challenging story. Um, there are different degrees of of this. Uh, and and some of the best movies. So I love I love to talk about the the movie Taken, right? Because it's the simple. It's one of the simplest stories that that has that has come out in I think this century, where you basically just have a dad who loses his daughter and then tries to get her back. That's the whole thing. It's so simple, but so powerful because the motivation is unmistakable, right? You know exactly what he's trying to do. You know exactly how he's trying to do it. And you know that he will stop at nothing until he, until he achieves his goal or dies. That's, that's the strength of that motivation. That's why the, that's why the movie works. And so you, and so there's, that's like the sort of the, uh, concentrated reduced version of storytelling, right? And then in a movie like Whiplash, we get this we get Miles Teller playing this character um, who wants to be the best. He wants to be a legendarily good drummer, which is a weird motive. It's a weird sort of unrelatable motive, but it's it's portrayed so powerfully and it's written so perfectly that that his ambition and his and his desire for this objective is unmistakable and so driving that it fills the it fills the story with an immense amount of tension and you never it never lets up and you, the things that he does which we'll get into to achieve that goal and that objective are stunning and terrifying yeah. and that is that's the that this the basic foundation of storytelling storytelling is watching a character try really hard to do something and this is a gold standard example of that yeah i i i absolutely agree i i you you talked about in our toy story episode i believe you talked about um woody the main character kind of being the the cause of the plot uh he what he did uh and and he's like some he was kind of the underlying villain of the entire thing um, what in a way is what drove the plot forward so successfully, and I would argue that yes, you have J.K. Simmons' character who is who is villainous, sure, but potentially you could argue that that uh, that the ambition, Andrew, the main character, his ambition is what is kind of the villain, and it's the ambition yeah. that is driving forward the plot of this movie and you just can't stop watching because you want to see how strong this ambition can be. And it becomes more and more extreme every step of the way, but, but you can't, you can't let go of it. And you, and it's, it just, it kind of defies logic, but it makes sense at the same time. Um, And it leaves, it, it leads to, it leads to one of the most devastating third act twists I've ever seen. Oh my Which gosh! A yeah, kind of a a gut punch low that kind of leaves you broken and like bleeding and crying on the floor, yeah. and then a high right after that transcends almost everything. 
almost everything. Yeah. And, and, and this is, and, and with that ending, with that, like, overwhelmingly emotionally successful and overwhelming ending, <laughs> um, the, uh, the movie basically demands a conversation afterward. Like, you have to talk about it. Yeah. And not just because you had a powerful experience, but because your powerful experience leaves you deeply unsettled with oh, man. what what this what is what is being implied or proven here in yeah. this in this story and so we're going to get into that stuff but that that that's kind of my overall like if i'm spoiler free kind of trying to explain my reaction to this movie and why i think it's important to talk about that's i guess what i have to say yeah yeah i uh i want to talk about spoilers now so i say that okay. we we move on all right so if you have not right. seen this We're movie and you want count to count to three mississippi yes one mississippi <laughs> two mississippi three mississippi cj spoil away okay the car crash scene yes is absolutely <laughs> absurd all right because have so- you looked at my notes um, no, I have not. Is that, is that, that is like- literally the first thing that I wrote? <laughs> it is. Yeah. The, I mean, when I think about this movie and like the, probably 60%, if not more of the reason this movie is in my top 10 is from the car crash scene on. And yes, so agreed. agreed. Uh, the car crash scene going kind of back to what I previously said, shouldn't work. Like, Logically, like if you were to sit somebody down and you were to recite the events leading to the car crash scene, it doesn't make any sense. Like there's no reason for him to crawl out of that car and and go to that car. Like there's it. Why would he? Why would a human do that? (laughs) But but (laughs) somehow the journey that we have been on it, you, uh, you're absolutely there with him and you're like, get, yeah. get out of that car, freaking get to that concert. Like you, you are, you know, you, <sighs> you're like <sighs> practically screaming it at him. You're like practically <laughs> screaming. Like you have to get there. Yes. You have to get there. What just happened get there right doesn't now. matter. Go. Yeah. yeah it's, it's absolutely <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. all I, like, I can feel my heart rate rising right now. I think that might that might be uh, one one of the more stressful moments in a movie I've ever experienced. Oh, just for sure. Just, I'm I mean I'm I'm like I'm like yeah I'm like whimpering <laughs> like during that scene like oh you have to get it anyway yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's quite incredible quite incredible um I I, I <laughs> so so I so the. <laughs> There's so much. There's so many scenes and things that I want to talk about in this movie, and I'm hesitant to 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 go kind of in that direction because I feel like we would just be kind of wasn't that cool? Wasn't that yeah. cool? Wasn't that cool? <laughs> sure, um, it's not the most useful thing. Um, rather, I'd like to kind of contextualize for the rest of our for the rest of the scenes that we want to talk about. I want to introduce this topic. I want to introduce the central thesis of this movie which explores the question of what it takes to become truly magnificent at something. What does it take to unlock true sort of once in a generation genius at any particular skill? So obviously uh, the particular skill we're, t- we're talking about right now is, is basically jazz drumming. Um, so um, and Andrew, the character played by Miles Teller is, is obsessed with becoming not only a great drummer, but the best 
He wants to be the best drummer, the best. And so, um, and, and the reason that J.K. Simmons' character is such an incredibly good antagonist and foil for him is because his promise is, the, the character's name is Fletcher, Fletcher's promise is, I will make you the best if you can survive me. And that is, so that central theme uh, or, or question is explored to depths that you cannot anticipate. <laughs> to, like you said, this car crash, it didn't kill him, so he got to the performance. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, but, but see, the thing that is fascinating to me and the reason that I want to I I, I put this out there as, as context for all the rest of our conversation is because that's the central question, and the central question is seemingly answered by the end, by that incredible climax where... He is invited to this performance as a sort of olive leaf or an olive branch by Fletcher, <laughs> who then betrays him yeah. in the middle of the performance, before the performance begins, by essentially bait and switching the actual piece that they're going to be performing. Oh, man. And setting him up to fail in the most embarrassing, humiliating, horrific, career sort of ruining. nightmarish way. Yeah, career ruining yeah. way possible. Yeah literally brought him on stage to ruin him as to get him back for what he did. And in, I mean, every, every element too of that whole scene, just bone chilling the way he leans over and whispers with a smile. I know it was you. And then, and then unlocks the, 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 the springs, the trap. Right. And so anyway, that being the low moment, the low moment, the almost unendurable low moment followed by, um, Andrew, literally transcending that moment yeah um and and being able to pull off this virtuosic drum solo that astounds everyone including his former teacher fletcher yeah so who is by the end overjoyed there's no resentment he's he's joyous he's like you did it you did it my monstrosity gave this to you 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 have now become a legendary drummer you have given a performance that could be written about in the history books. You did it. You achieved the pinnacle. You got the thing that you wanted. And then guess what? Movie's over. Yeah. So, so, so that contextualizes the rest of the movie. And the really uncomfortable conversation that I want to bring into any other scene that we address is, is it true? Yeah. Is Fletcher's thesis true? And if so... Is it worth it to achieve that level of genius? Yeah, which is the we, yeah that is the entire movie. I mean, that is it like yep. the the second that the screen goes black, you're sitting there asking yourself, "Wait, did is is Fletcher a really twisted hero? Is he <laughs> is he exactly what he thinks he is? It, it, like, is he doing this on purpose? Did he win?" Did yeah. Fletcher win? Like that's the those are the questions that are going through your head. I yeah. another so one of the reasons It's painful too. It's it, a painful question to explore. It it, it hurts you it to think about. It. You don't want to think about it. The thing is amazing about this movie is you don't want to think about it. You want you want to put it away, but you can't. Yeah. Because yeah. you went through that experience. You cannot let it go. Absolutely. I uh one of the reasons that I love this so much is that I've noticed a I've noticed a trend in humanity humanity. Maybe I mean, I don't know. I want to say humanity. I've been around for 28 years of humanity history, so I don't know. Maybe it's just a millennial <laughs> thing, whatever. But from my experience, I've noticed this 
what I call Steve, uh, like a Steve Jobs syndrome, which is Steve Jobs, uh, if you don't know, famously created Apple and the iPod and the iPhone. That was like, you know, he was the he was at least the front man for all of that. And he was told that he was wrong and that he was insane pretty much every step of the way. That it wasn't yep. that it wasn't worth it, that it couldn't be done, and he fought through all of that, led a team, and created one what is now one of the largest companies in the world. Okay, so the problem with with Hollywood and humanity painting Steve Jobs as this defy all odds kind of hero is that there are now plenty of people, some of which are in my life that refuse to see reality as it is because in their minds, they're Steve Jobs in whatever industry yeah. they're doing. Right. So this, it's this, no, you, the, nobody is going to possibly understand because you're all going to doubt me and you're all going to say I'm wrong and you're all going to tell me that I should probably live my life a certain way, but I'm going to ignore all of you because that's what Steve Jobs did and I think that I'm just like him. Now, I think that that is a very, 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 very big problem. Um, not to well, go not to go against like the odds and to fight the odds and everything, but to assume that you are faultless because you're a genius, right? Yes. So yes. this this movie runs into that. It, it it so there's go ahead. So there's a really really uh uh just to your point about Steve Jobs. I think I think this is kind of one of the things you're trying to say, which is ultimately there's a pretty massive selection bias, right? For every Steve Jobs there is, there are a thousand or ten thousand or a million people who try to be like Steve Jobs and just make things worse and fail and hurt people. Yes. And that's it. Yes, exactly. That's 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 exactly what I'm saying. This movie, Whiplash, run it runs into that. It it runs into the idea that um, if you think like, if you can't handle this or that you think this isn't worth it, then you don't want it bad enough. It, it, it presents this idea of what are you willing to do? And if you're not willing to do it all, then you're not worthy of that greatness. And it, it, and it, and it, it, by the end of this movie, basically what this movie is telling you is almost that's true. Like, like the thesis of if you can handle the worst of the worst and, 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 and going through and pushing harder than you ever thought possible and da, 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 then you can become, a genius or the greatest the 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 yeah. and but the reason it's so uncomfortable is because Fletcher goes about it in such an inhumane way that monstrous he's a, he's a he, monster he, he is that that we can't handle we can't accept that as the truth now the thesis might be true if you can like if if you can't if you don't if it's not worth it to go through all of this, then you can't be the greatest. Who knows? Maybe that's true. But the larger question is for me, and it's and it's something that has occupied so much of my thought time in my life. The other question is, 
does it have to be that hard? Yeah. Does well, it have to be that that I mean obviously not the yeah, but that monstrous. D- does does the opposition have to be so strong for you to be the greatest or was that just Fletcher? There's a really really important element here and I I, I want to call out a couple of things. Um or a couple of a couple of scenes that pop into my mind, really powerful visual and and narrative moments. Um one uh, one that comes immediately mi- to mind is Andrew drumming until his hands bleed. Yeah. Right? So there's that one. Another one is when he's sitting at the dinner table with his family and he's sort of by turns defending himself and cutting down his brother. Um, which is really uncomfortable, but also kind of shows... It shows his his intelligence and his ability, but also it shows his kind of true colors to some degree. Yeah. Um, that he's got kind of a nasty streak. And then later, so he's got this relationship with this girl and at one point he breaks up with her because he needs to be focused and he believes that a relationship with her is going to get in the way. Um, and so those scenes to me and, and many more like them, they kind of highlight uh, a very important detail here, I think, that helps solve this equation for us. And that is that Andrew himself is somewhat monstrous. Andrew is a monster. He is just a younger monster. <laughs> mm. So I think ultimately, and I don't know that this was necessarily the intention of the storyteller. Or I don't know that this was... When Damien Giselle was writing the script, I don't know that he was... He was intending this or thinking this consciously, but as he was writing this character, what he wrote was a character who was consumed with ambition. Um, Consumed with ambition in a way that few of us can relate to. But it's very compelling to watch in a character. But his... The nature of his his ambition made him somewhat monstrous. And so the perfect character to play his teacher would be a monster, a fellow monster mm. who is older and more experienced and willing to do what it takes to to drive this younger protege toward the greatness that he's seeking in the only way in the sort of same language which is which is abuse. So um you don't get this you don't get the sense that abuse whether abuse of himself or from other people or to other people is entirely unfamiliar to Andrew at the start of this movie. And so to be abused by Fletcher is not beyond the pale, is not necessarily unexpected. In fact, by the end, it is somewhat clear that although their relationship is antagonistic and although that there, there is um, certainly... Uh, a level of resentment and um, uh, enmity between these two characters um, that there's also a certain worshipfulness. You know, by the end, that Andrew knows that it is because of Fletcher that he is in this moment and doing this thing. And Fletcher knows it. And they are, together, complicit in the abuse that has happened throughout the whole movie. Interesting. So you're, what, what you're kind of implying is that Fletcher is Andrew's ambition personified. Yes, or 
uh, he is he is employing the tools that are needed to to um, elevate or extract, shall we say, the performance out of Andrew for Andrew's character. So An- Andrew is the kind of character that needs a flesh a Fletcher mm. to become what Andrew wants to become. Interesting. But that is not necessarily that that may not necessarily be true for everyone because and you even see it as evidence in the movie. You can see it because the story feels true because the characters are built so well and it's written so well and constructed so well. It feels true and it is true in a way that only fiction can be true. You can also look inside of it and see, oh, look at these other characters. I wonder. These other students that Fletcher essentially broke would they have broken if he had not been so monstrous? Could they have become the kind of genius and virtuoso that Andrew became with a different treatment? Mm. Clearly, Fletcher doesn't believe that. He is operating by his lights. He is yeah. the person that he is, the teacher that he is. He is guided by the philosophy that he's guided by, and that's not going to change. And he's not going, he's not going to wonder whether or not there's a better way to do it. He's going to do it his way. And it's going to work on Andrew, but it clearly doesn't work on many of his other students. And so you could either argue that those other students, just as you said earlier, didn't have what it takes. Or you could argue that that kind of treatment will only work for a certain kind of student. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a, an equally virtuosic performance or ability isn't possible with another person mm. who might who might need to be treated differently to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I uh I like I like that a lot. I like that because um it 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 makes this movie uh one of many perspectives uh that that can lead to greatness. And what I something the the thing that I love most uh, about this movie is the questions that it poses in your mind at the end of the movie, uh, and and what you just said kind of it it it's a satis- it's not a fully satisfying answer for me, but it's like satisfying enough. Um, that that I can actually probably find even more joy next time I watch this movie, because because it, 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 it is almost irritating. It's it's unsettling. That <laughs> it's very that, it's deeply unsettling. That, that what they're presenting to you is potentially a reality. Um, yeah. Or or is it's, or its proposition is, is downright disturbing. Yeah. That it is, but it's even more disturbing that like. I think it is a reality to some people that perspective oh, yeah. is and and Damien Giselle he he talks about um that he he based Fletcher off of he was in band he was in jazz band um when he was young and he he actually based Fletcher off of one of his band instructors and he was on he obviously he says that he obviously you know dialed it up to the umph degree but this idea of <laughs> of pressure, like applying pressure and enough pressure will create diamonds kind of mentality. Uh, it's not, I don't, I think that Fletcher might be kind of a, an extreme or worst case example, but I'm guessing, I don't know. I'm not a musician, but I'm guessing that that mentality is, is rampant in trying to achieve greatness. And it's, it's, it's incredibly unsettling. Yeah. Well, you know, on some level, 
this this movie the whole movie was kind of an uh, an experimental exercise in in seeing what would happen if you if you dialed up one tactic like one basic category of tactics um in a teacher all the way to I don't want to say 11 I want to just say 10 just all the way up like yeah. to the maximum 10 yeah. like there is uh that what is the maximum of and the if you could call it like tough love but it's not tough love it's just it's abuse yeah it's abuse toward an objective and um because in any other movie we've seen where there's a mentor mentee relationship a teacher student relationship um most of the stories include reassurances that there is some affection or care on the part of the teacher or the mentor right mm. so you see mm. a scene where um, there's some softness shown just to make sure that you know, you know, deep down, you know, I may be treating you rough. I may be expecting a lot. I may be yelling at you or pushing you hard, but like, it's because I love you. Right. That's the, that's the assumption. That's the reassurance. But in this movie, it's not there. Um, yes, there is a, there is some degree of faith in Andrew's abilities. Fletcher believes that Andrew is capable of something. But that's not love. And it's very clear that it's not love because he's not only willing to break him, um, unceremoniously break him in the class. He is also willing to destroy him later on. He's willing to annihilate him um, on a very deep level out of spite, essentially. Yeah. And uh, because he never has any affection for him. And at the very end, he's, I mean, and it's, it's, you, you can't help but kind of like, but still like him as a character because his, his, uh, his objectives are so nakedly clear, you know, he's never pretending to love him. He's never pretending to have affection for him. He's only, he's only doing what he can to, to, to break him down and make him into what he wants him to be. And so by the end, when it turns out that he turned into that thing, when he turned into the thing Fletcher was hoping he would become, he's delighted. Yeah. Uh, and genuinely, and that's, without any reservation, he's delighted because that's what he wanted all along. Yeah. He wasn't, but it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, just kidding. I wasn't spitefully trying to destroy you. It was like, yeah, no, I was, but also this is great, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy. There's there If there was any kind of uh, soft moment at all, it would change the, the character entirely. It would change the character. Yes. It would change the character from, uh, you know, from what he is, this, this monster to uh, a manipulative individual, which is, which is not what he is because like you said, he's really, quite straightforward in in what he's doing but it would also take away uh from from the questions that come into your head uh once you see that he is delighted right it would it would take away from uh the 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 thought the idea that maybe fletcher is actually a genius because if he was just manipulative right if he was just um, this like soft and then hard and, and, and then I may, and then I humiliate you, but then it's like, oh, it's okay. But then we do it again. Then it's really, it's really confusing. And it, and it feels like if Andrew were to become the greatest drummer of all time, that it would almost be kind of as, 
as coincidence and that's that's like despite fletcher rather yeah, than because of him yes despite yeah. despite fletcher and and because the way that fletcher is and how straightforward and how very um i want to say calculated in that he never strays from his goal and the way he's going about that goal. He is sold that this is the way to pull greatness out of him. And he never questions that so that when greatness does come, he gets to think in his head, look at me. I I did did this. Yeah. 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 And, and he, it's critical to also acknowledge that he doesn't seem to, he doesn't have any, uh, well, I guess I, you know, I take it back. There was, there was a couple of moments when he, when he manipulates uh, or, or, or se- seems to feign affection. Um, and it's, you know, near the end when he's setting him up essentially um, to, to, to humiliate him. Yeah. Um, there's, there's never a moment where you're uh, other than when you're being fooled <laughs> by him, as well as Andrew is being fooled by him. Um, generally speaking, and, and, and in terms of his, the consistency of his character, there's never a moment where, you make the mistake and think that he actually cares about Andrew as a person. Yeah. Andrew is, Andrew is a potentiality of talent and that's it. He's either a uh, potentially a really amazing virtuosic drummer or he's nothing. And so if he can get the amazing virtuosic drummer to appear, that's great. That's what he wants. Um, not because he cares about Andrew as a person at all, but because he wants, he cares about jazz that much. He cares about the bringing amazing genius performances into the world that much. That's all he cares about. Yeah. And so if this, if Andrew is that awesome, that's great. That's wonderful. That's all of his hopes and dreams coming true. Fletcher's hopes and dreams coming true has nothing to do with Andrew as a person, which is why this story is so chilling because if Andrew ends up not being that, then he not only is uh, fit to be discarded, but to be destroyed. Like let's get rid of this person. Let's get him out of the world. I want him gone forever because he's not worthy of the art that yeah. I care so much about. Yeah. Oh man, it's just so good. I want to um, I want to add an exclamation point to everything that we've talked about. And uh, the I said that you know sixty percent of this movie, uh, the reason it's on my top ten is from the car crash scene on. But the other forty percent, I want to just add to this conversation. That this movie for me is just a a I can't think of the word. It's a a straight example of masterful filmmaking from every single person that is involved. Miles Teller yeah. it showed that he is an incredible actor. J.K. Simmons a whole whole new level. The tone, the lighting, the sound won Oscars, the editing and mixing, like the the it has music and it has and the music fits perfectly and and this the the camera movements and the editing, everything, the writing, everything, everything in this movie works together so well that it that it, it 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 gets you to care and be invested in a story that 
you d really don't actually want to be invested in. But because of how the story is told in the medium that it is told in, it, it captures you in a way that only film can. And it's and that is a big reason why I love this movie so much. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> and I say amen. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, man, that's... That's that's. I mean, we, we we could easily keep talking about this movie for a long time, but sure. I think I think I'm satisfied with what we've put on the table. I agree. Um, it's uh, it's man, I really really appreciate this movie, and I appreciate that it's on your top ten. I think it's a worthy addition. Thank you. And uh, gosh, I love Damien Giselle. I can't wait for his next movie, whatever it is. I agree so very so very much. Um, as I'll tell you what, his next movie isn't Spider-Man: Far From Home. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, hey, check that out. That's what we're covering on Friday. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yes, yeah, so on Friday, join us for roughly 15 minutes of spoiler-free conversation about Spider-Man Far From Home, and then we will spoil the crap out of it like we always do yep. afterward. And if you have off-the-shelf suggestions, uh, movies you really want to hear us talk about, um, let us know. Clearly, we will listen. Yes. Um, you can contact us on Facebook or Instagram or reply to our weekly newsletter or leave comments on stuff or whatever. We're everywhere. Go uh, Google Nerd Critic if you haven't found one of those places yet. And, uh, and also, once again, about that newsletter, freaking get on it. Get on it. It's awesome. Um, and lastly, if you are using Himalaya to listen to Nerd Critic, that's really great. Uh, I have been using that app pretty much exclusively for, no, not pretty much exclusively, definitely exclusively for podcasting, for my own podcast listening, um, for, uh, several weeks now. And I really love it. So you should be using that. Um, and there are some great things coming, still being developed, but getting ever yes. closer. So if you're following us, you will find out and it's going to be pretty great. So please do that. Yes, 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 and yes. Ditto to everything you just said. That's Thank all. You. I, Thank that's, you, CJ. Yes, I really appreciate your dittos. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'll add. I'll add one. One more thing. Thank you, Michael Bond Miller, for the music. Yes, that's the last thing. It's the last thing, except for that, we all really do need to remember to collect movies like a nerd and rewatch them like a critic and cut. <laughs> <laughs>